every couple hits those boiling points. I feel like where you could be completely uh, healthy in your communication and something will happen. And all of a sudden there's a communication cold snap is what mm-hmm. we call them. Mm-hmm. Those moments are hard to break out of. They are because you just don't want to. <laughs> it's more comfortable to not break out of them sometimes and just kind of be in your corners. Yeah. Cause sometimes you got to swallow your pride or you got to admit that you were wrong or you just got to like things that I don't like doing. <laughs> I don't think any of us like doing that. And, or you got to admit that you've, you know, you've, you've been you have to own active in yes. the dysfunction. Owning is hard. So the question arises, how do you break the ice during communication cold snaps? And we have a few tips we hope will help you today. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. good at arguing and i just don't want to argue with you and i'm like i don't want to talk to you right now (laughs) (laughs) and but usually it's just like like any time any type of weather or season it's a season right like of cold snaps it's not like we're weeks on end because you and i just can't go that long without reconnecting we both get more frustrated about the fact that we're not connecting than at the fact that whatever we're mad about yeah and then i I just eventually i'm just like man i just Eventually. I just want to have my friend back, and this is not worth <laughs> holding on to. It might take me like three days to get there. Sometimes longer. Sometimes longer. Yeah. Gosh. So we're, we're going to talk about that today. But first, as always, a little bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, number one. Thank you all for rating and reviewing this uh, podcast on iTunes. That means a ton. If you haven't done that yet, go ahead and just uh, open up the app and hit the star rating that you think we've earned. Uh, That's very encouraging to us, and it also uh, takes about five seconds, Mm -hmm. and it helps others see what they're getting into. Number two. What's number two? I always forget. If you want to be a part of... If you want to be a part of what's going on here, here you can do yes. that. We actually have almost 70 Patreon patrons as of the time we're recording this. We have officially Amazing. began to onboard a podcast producer. And what that means is a fancy word for somebody who's organizing interviews. <laughs> and it's a good friend of ours. She's very smart. She's going to be managing that for us. That's because of Patreon, yes. which means that we're going to bring more, uh, hopefully, amazing thinkers. We're not amazing necessarily, but we'll bring amazing thinkers mm-hmm. onto this podcast for you the listeners to benefit from um, and all the topics you've already brought up. So uh, if you want to be a part of uh, making that happen and being a part of our mission, mm-hmm. uh, you can do that through patreon.com slash fierce marriage. And uh, basically it starts at $2 a month and mm-hmm. there's all kinds of benefits. We just actually gave away some books. Mm. Our new books are, are out. That's awesome. We have those, we have the books. So we gave those away to our patrons. Uh, don't join just for that at the $2 <laughs> level because that's not honest. But if you do join and it's you're with fine. us, we're going to give you lots it's of... It's fine. We can't give away two books for two bucks. Well, that's, that's... Okay, well, it's just a season, so you got to get, get we'll, on there we'll be, fast. We'll be out of our house in no time if we do that. <laughs> I just want to give all the things away. So, um, our mission is pretty, it's pretty simple and pretty clear, and if, you want, if you're passionate about it, you can be a part of it. Our mission is to point couples to Christ and commission marriages for the gospel. So, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. There you go. Last one. Uh, if you have any questions, you can ask those by texting or calling in this number, 971-333-1120. I almost forgot. Just trying to help you here. Thank you. Okay. So today... Do you want to do quick highs and lows or no? 
You feel like you're already rolling. We can just roll. We are rolling. We started as usual. We started late and we have to we have to leave. We're going to meet with our pastor. Mm-hmm. We have to be at the restaurant in 50 minutes. <laughs> Why are you being so and you're not And you're not even clothed. Close. <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, uh, we don't have to do highs and lows, as you can tell. No, do fast. In... I want to hear your highs and lows. <laughs> my high is that the holidays are here and that we get to shop and be generous to people. That's I love being able to do that. It's a good we time. We get to shop. <laughs> that sounded a bit. What? It sounded a bit like I get to shop. <laughs> what? You 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 don't. I usually like buying shop. gifts for people. It feels not good to you, give though, to people because that you, care you don't, about. Gifting is not your love language, which means I don't have to buy you gifts. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> Whatever. You're like, it's Christmas. All I, I want, want is you wrapped. Right. In a bow. Stop. Just this little skimpy Stop. bow. Stop. <laughs> You're not helping people. How am I not? Okay. All right. So, okay. That's My your low high. is big. We're, we're kind of getting through some sickness, of course, but that's all right. Yeah. It's just tis the season. Your turn. Oh, I didn't think about this. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I think, uh, you know, I think the high for me has been just seeing the amazing response to, uh, people that are wanting to jump in and pray for their spouses. Mm. Um, as we've talked about, I've probably been obnoxious on the email front too, but we just honestly want to see people experiencing the power of prayer in their marriage. So we wrote these books, 40 prayers for my husband, 40 prayers for my wife. And, uh, yeah, we we officially have those in our warehouse. It's been mm. a really long process, uh, and I I won't go into it, but that's really cool. And so that's we're starting awesome. to actually ship those. We're recording this on a Thursday, and uh, I think we have thousands of books that are being packed and shipped so today awesome. by our amazing team, Carrie and Katie. Thank you if you are listening to this, uh, and Patrick, you guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, and my low is uh, uh, I just got you a little cough. I got a little you sick. Feeling well yeah. last week. So if my voice sounds a little bit more, I don't know, sultry husky. than usual. Oh. Uh, husky. <laughs> <laughs> sultry. Oh, you're so husky. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, That's my mm. voice that I use to uh, seduce Selena. <laughs> hey, Selena. <laughs> Works every time. Oh, man. Fellas, take note. Okay. So jumping into our conversation here about talking about how do we get out of these communication cold snaps, which if we define... Talk like what is a cold snap? It's kind of just when things get icy in marriage and a bitterness yeah. kind of starts setting in. You kind of feel either mistreated or misunderstood about things, and it just feels like you're just you're just not communicating. Well, and you can tell when yeah. there like a switch flips, where all of a sudden you're just like you, you go from being angry to being apathetic. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like yeah. you go from being like I'm going to fight for this to resigning yourself to it and resigning away from your spouse and that you're like, fine, I'll just, I'll just neglect them even more or I'll just ice yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, one really ta- tangible and transparent example is if ever we're being, uh, I think dysfunctional, um, like intimacy wise, or like, I feel like there's maybe a, a injustice there and that we've not been intimate in a frequency that, that is, you know, understood or healthy for, for <laughs> me. Using all these words that are like what we use in the podcast. Then sometimes I can start to get kind of, and this is not to say that my hurt is illegitimate, but I think how I, how I process it is probably immature in these moments is I get kind of pouty and I turn inward and then I start getting a little bit angry. And then I, this, I start kind of neglecting you. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I start, and it's all happening just from a really immature, really uh, bad place. And 
we, we all do this, this. Though. yeah but we all have this tendency to do that like we kind uh-huh. of we start looking inward we start once we get hurt we look at our hurt and then we like baby our hurt and then mm-hmm. we like want to f- just focus on our hurt and ignore the other person and then just tell them to make our hurts feel better right and then you're <laughs> going about your life not knowing you're hurt and you're sometimes. like hey what do you want for dinner tonight and i'm like whatever <laughs> Freaking eat hot dogs every night. I don't even care. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then I'll determine not to show you any desire <laughs> and whatsoever. Then you'll be all and mad just I'm impervious to your I, advances. No, you don't get. Then you get mad because I'm like, oh, he must be hurting. So I try to like, you know, be extra loving and affectionate. And then you read that as like, you just want to like, you're just trying to make it better, and you're just trying to like, yeah, quit trying to help. Why do you want to love me when I don't? When I just get cold and just, you don't love me love in between. Me. Love and me I when do. I'm in the mood <laughs> to be loved. <laughs> How true that statement is right now. Yeah. And then I get more and more bitter and <clears throat> yeah. my per- about my perceived neglect. And then I'll rehearse it over and over again. What yes. I'm going to finally say when we finally <laughs> have the conversation. All that to say, I'm sure everybody can identify with this, right? This internal dialogue of, mm-hmm. of you don't you're hurting me so i'm just not going to talk to you and here we go so how do we get out of that ryan how do we take some steps to get past that and of course there's plenty of verses to get us going on how to how to communicate well to each other i my favorite one well not favorite but the one that probably speaks to me the most because i am sometimes quick to anger quick to Mm -hmm. speak and i don't like to listen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is James one nineteen? So know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Talk about self-control and fruits of the Spirit being developed in that process for me. That is what I feel like mm. I, I fight against that. Those are my battles is to be a better listener, which I feel like God has definitely brought me on that path yeah. to listen and ask questions and to be slower to come to conclusions and slower to just provide answers and platitudes <laughs> <laughs> platitudes those always help. i think those are when you're like like in your 20s <laughs> yeah just you just, when, you're, when you're just smart when you enough just to know think enough you got it figured yes out. yes no and offense not to, to see your own ignorance no offense to any 20 year olds because we've been there no be offended <laughs> just know that you're going to grow out of it right because <laughs> i was there and all the third year olds were saying that, uh-huh, uh-huh yeah just know uh, that life is going to no, change. No, it's and good. The more you know, the real the more you realize you don't know. Right. I think so. My verse that comes to mind <clears throat> for this is Proverbs eighteen two, and it's convicting and exciting at the same time. <laughs> A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, I think when the cold snap hits, and you're the one that's kind of being the victim. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's very there there. One disclaimer is there's varying degrees of pain here. We're talking about things that are maybe trivial or can be solved through communication, right? Right. And through seeking understanding and empathy, right? And these are not like big issues that you are yes. working through and count, going to counseling for. We're not talking. That is not how you. Or <laughs> this is not the approach. In to those cases, kind you of get through those. Take yeah. more drastic measures yes. that would maybe be a lot more um, intensive. Right. Here we're talking about how to snap out of just the kind of bickering that freezes over your communication freezes over your intimacy right and all on all levels emotional yeah physical, spiritual. there's missed expectations or there's yeah yeah all those so, kind of things this verse uh, I, I, in those moments when i get frustrated i think i'm being more fool than i am being wise in that mm. somebody recording <laughs> you that, this you get that look on Is your somebody face recording this you're oh. so smug <laughs> and there's a the smudgeness there's the smudgeness <laughs> 
<laughs> so smug. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. you just got it all figured out. <laughs> no, but I, I only want to express my opinion that I want you to know my pain. I'm not mm. trying to empathize. Hey, we've got two young girls. Selena is not thinking about this. It's not because she doesn't love me. It's because she's just overwhelmed in, in her own like to-do list and life is busy and we've not, you know, there's all these reasons that if I just took a second to really think about it, I think I could gain. Well, on the flip side as a wife though, too, being sensitive to what's going on in your heart and your life and knowing how you communicate when you start kind of, um, receding back and you kind of start clamming up and going into your, your cave, I can kind of try to call you back and you know love on you and say hey mm-hmm. hey hey hey, don't go there come here i mean you can but it really does help when you I... know just kind of being sweet and loving to you and even simple things i think that speak <clears throat> your language are just you know making you something that you really enjoy eating or saying hey why don't we go do this or maybe you want to go do this and take some time and just try to gift you those yeah. things to kind of be thoughtful and intentional i know that really helps yeah but, <clears throat> so sorry, that actually leads i think to the tangible parts because that so a spouse taking action like that is is only explainable with like uh, biblical love where yeah. you're being selfless and right. you probably don't feel like calling me out of the cave in those moments or even going into the cave and grabbing me and dragging right. me out. It's more like, fine, go in your cave. I don't care. Like, that's, yeah, that's if I'm natural. honest. Yes. The natural response is just like, go do whatever and we'll figure it out later. Like, yeah. I don't want to do Just sleep this. on it. You're tired, whatever. Forget <laughs> about it. You'll get, you'll, you'll want me bad just enough one dismiss, day. <laughs> dismissing, right? And disqualifying. Ooh, what you're feeling those those words those two things never help never that's that's fire that's right never. there yep that is a never statement yeah so if you're dismissing <clears throat> them that's a, or disqualifying how they're feeling mm-hmm. those aren't loving ways to deal with something like this you have to kind of go out and knowing that your spouse is not perfect this is not perfect total this is not acceptable behavior necessarily mm-hmm. but you're calling them out of it because you love them mm-hmm. and you're going into the darkness to pull them out you're not right. saying just come out when you're ready to come out i'm here and you're ready to stop so these actions that we're talking about how to break the ice mm-hmm. and the cold snaps uh i think could get you down that road so the first one is get out and do something fun so we're gonna we're gonna go through three different things number one get out and do something fun so so many times there's a here's an example whether it's an analogy or is an example example, of our life it's an example from our life from our life okay so like we'll have not every week but it seems like probably once a month we have an argument when we're headed to church or we're going to our small group gathering on a wednesday night it's because you are the worst sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding But you're really, also the worst. Also... So that, yeah. <laughs> no, it's I'm just trying to call just, you out. Your your head's covered in the thin candy thump. shell. There you go under the bus. <laughs> uh, and so we'll be arguing, and it's like we get out of the car, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go in. This is so frustrating. I'm just she's been arguing. She's being so un uncool right now. <laughs> Couldn't think of a word. <laughs> Intolerable. There it is. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm not I'm listening. Uh, and I'll get out and we're both kind of like angry. And then we get to the door and our friends open the door and we're just like, hey, good to see you guys. And it's like you put on this like mask mm-hmm. and eventually you start kind of like talking. You forget about why you were arguing in the first place. You forget about your anger. You forget about your frustration. And then you start kind of loosening up. And then usually sometime halfway through the night, I'll come up to you and be like, hey, I'm sorry about that. That was yeah. You do come up and say yeah. that. I'm like, I'm sorry you were being so stupid right then. I mean. <laughs> no, we really do that. I think we both do that. It just kind of gets us out of our funk. And we just come over to each other and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been like that. And you usually, 
we kind of fall into that together. Um, I feel like God really just kind of brings our hearts together in that situation, but Mm -hmm. just kind of getting out and doing something fun that's outside of your daily routine Mm -hmm. um, that kind of forces you to engage with each other, which I know that seems frustrating and hard, but sometimes it's the best thing that you need to do. And you have to be mature about this and say, okay, this is what we need at this moment to get through this hard time. And you have to be willing to take at least a step in that direction. Another thing we do going out and getting doing something fun is we'll go for a little road trip um, in our area of the little mm-hmm. pocket of the world. Mm-hmm. We'll go find a new state park or a new uh, a new restaurant mm-hmm. or something that we've never uh, been to. We'll take the girls to a park mm-hmm. and we'll just get out and get some fresh air, get yeah. some sunshine if it's sunny that day. It's not often sunny <laughs> this time like, of year. sunshine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, something happens when we, when that, when the, when we get out and, and it's not about us anymore. Right. It's about Doing something bigger together. I think that's what it is. Uh, That's the bigger thing here. Getting out and do something fun is really just getting out of the small pocket of your your fight and like this little Mm -hmm. hole, and saying, "Okay, there's more to be had. Let's put this into perspective and let's let's try to reconnect here and just kind of get a fresh get get some time away and get some fresh perspective on this whole." Mm-hmm. you know, cold snap we're going through. Yeah. And a lot of times that'll lead me to see, seeing you for who you yes. really are as a daughter of God, as yes. my wife, as my friend. Yes. And then the foolishness of the bitterness right. of that kind of stuff. It's just our humanity to, and our brokenness kind of just yeah. falls to the wayside. And I don't know, I feel like God's wisdom just kind of f- comes to the forefront mm-hmm. and his way of living. Super spiritual answer, huh? Getting out and doing something fun. <laughs> Which uh, leads us to the second point of... Which is even more spiritual, number two. Which is laugh at yourself. And we have a lot of laughing, if you can't tell. There is actually a lot of laughing. That's probably my favorite thing about you and mm. was from the start, which I didn't know because you were very quiet for a long time, but you're so funny and you've always plotting. been funny to me. And I think that's what... When I look back at whenever I post about our anniversaries or something, it always says, thank you for making me laugh. Like, Mm. thank you for always, you just bring so much joy to my life and you always joke about stuff. And even when we're fighting, we tend to joke, which sometimes can be really frustrating (laughs) depending on who's really angry. (laughs) Um, But we're not, you know, we're not saying just fake it till you make it and just laugh at whatever, but we're, you know, we really are trying to kind of put that bitterness and resentment in its place. And sometimes we just have to, take have some self-control yeah and just go and fig- laugh at yourself like i laughed at there is an example there's many examples probably of where i just <laughs> I can laugh think at of myself. one time when this happened i can think of many times when <laughs> you get mad and i try not to laugh it's changed now you used to laugh a lot early in our marriage and i'd be like why are you laughing and now i'm just like we laugh at ourselves a lot like when we slam well, doors bad and, for your health people <laughs> we in those, in those <laughs> when we throw our little temper tantrums of slamming so doors I- I think the heart of this one, when we wrote this down, I think it's just lighten up a little bit because mm-hmm. we take, we tend to get, when you get into a frustrated thing that's happening, you, we tend to like drill deeper into it right? and you kind of lose perspective. And mm-hmm. I think uh, by laughing, you, you lighten up and realize, okay, this is not like, this is not world shattering right. stuff. The fact that you're having this frustration can be, can be solved. Right. It can be solved by some communication. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you can kind of just, uh, well, part of getting that perspective back is just 
kind of laughing. <laughs> I feel yeah. like when you and I laugh together, it it breaks the ice. It helps us see things a little bit more clearly. And I don't always know what it is. But and there's just, biological reasons for that too. There's right. all kinds of you know endorphins and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, different emotions are triggered when you laugh that that uh, create emotional intimacy with mm-hmm. the person you're laughing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I know t- sometimes the way I can dig out of this hole. Okay, again, communication cold snaps is. I usually get there because I've let my imagination run wild. I've just like had followed these, it into had the... these dialogues, these one-sided dialogues. Yeah, like Selena's like... Selena's just trying to get back at me for whatever. That's why she's not like. That's why she's not making advances. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she wasn't like cooking dinner and nothing but an apron tonight when I got home. <laughs> whatever. When really you have you're not thinking in those terms right. at all. And I think as a, and again, I'm just talking about this one example. Re, you know, in my life, there's other instances that this plays out but a lot of times i just need to stop and just laugh about it say okay this is silly why am i so frustrated my wife she's really not trying to withhold intimacy you never do that Mm -mm. that's not that's a rule in our marriage and i think it's a good rule i think it's something that a lot of maybe we should talk about that in another podcast episode is why sex is never like a bargaining chip yeah but you never are trying to do that. Usually there's a reason. Yeah. There's not enough time. There's not enough emotional bandwidth. You're yeah. going through something or you're just too busy <clears> and you're about your business doing, you know, mom stuff and other work stuff. And so eating if, bonbons, what you say. Yeah, just drinking mimosas and eating <laughs> bonbons every day when I'm up here slaving. That is so unfair. A, I know. Such it's unfair. <laughs> yeah. We joke I'm not because being he a misogynist. never he... <laughs> being a feminist. <laughs> What's the... So this is why we say laugh at yourself. Uh, one one quick, I got two words for you, the office. He's not being sexist. He's being misogynist. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. But seriously, the shows like The Office and Parks and Rec have kept our marriage together, I think, in some, in some moments where it's just been like, okay, we've just been taking our lives too seriously. <laughs> like, we just need to snap out of it a little bit and just laugh and talk about funny things. And it's okay. I can 100% say that you make me laugh harder than anybody else <laughs> I do. on the earth. Sometimes I say the wrong words for the wrong things. You have, well, that, that <laughs> makes me laugh. But you have the most incredible sense of humor. And you are able to uh, say the, the most... <laughs> Timely things. That's what she said. You say that. <laughs> Those <laughs> That's ones. That's not podcast material. <laughs> Selena has some pretty. Okay, you think I'm the the edgy one? All right, Selena's the edgy one. Salty and sweet. Oh, what a treat! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you made some Selena. You made some cookies. <laughs> I mixed up the salt and the sugar. Of course. Of, no, I didn't mix up the salt and the sugar. I just put too much salt. I read teasp- tablespoon versus teaspoon. And you're making these cookies and you're like, something's like, wrong with these, these cookies. These are really salty. <laughs> but they are sweet. And then our friend was over and he was like, you know what? You could just double the recipe or whatever. Don't add any more salt. And then roll them around in sugar. sugar. But I had already like doubled the recipe. Before, so it was be- huge. <laughs> so we had like a hundred cookies. <laughs> you roll them around in sugar before you bake them. And then I tasted one. I was like, hmm, salty and sweet. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> So, so those are going to be there for sale on our website. There soon. you go. Selena's, nope. Selena's nope. special cookies. No. Uh, so anyway. number <laughs> number three, hug it out, married people style. What do you mean by that? Oh no! What do you mean by that? <laughs> so sexual tension is a real thing, friends. I think we all know that, and mm. we're not we're not saying that. <clears throat> excuse me. Having sex is just the key to unlocking all the Fixing answers every, yeah. for the marital issues that we're right. facing, right? But sometimes it is. And sometimes, I mean, you and I can both admit to like the last thing we want to do is have sex, but it's kind of the first thing we need to do mm. to oh. be able to reconnect. Girl, you'd be preaching it. 
It's the first thing. <laughs> Anytime I talk about sex, he's just like, mm-hmm, amen, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but it's true because there are times but, when when um, you're not connecting. and there's, right. So sex is more than just physical. Right. Okay, and that, right. Uh, we're joking a lot on this in this podcast, but sex is, is a spiritual exchange. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so, it's a... Um, it's a almost like a sacrament in that you are uh, reinforcing your oneness mm-hmm. as a couple, mm-hmm. and that we are not we are two people made one. Mm-hmm. We have become one flesh, and we are coming together in unity to uh, you know to express that intimacy in a very mm-hmm. tangible, physical way. And there's something that happens when you when you go through that mm-hmm. as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got married, uh, when we stood at the altar, we we were both we had not had sex. We were both virgins, which is not, it's not the cultural norm. We've done stats on that, but I'm just saying that's where we were. And then we, I thought I, I was like close to you. I thought I loved you. And then something happened when you stand before God and witnesses and you commit, you say, God, we're going to do this your way. We're, mm-hmm. we're in a covenant relationship now mm-hmm. that's based on your covenantal love for us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to love each other through everything. And then you go and you Consummate. You, you consummate. The marriage. There's the word. Uh, anyway, I felt something very different, and it's not. It, it's very tangible, but also not. You know, I didn't anticipate it, and so I don't. I don't want to forget that. Fifteen years married now, going on sixteen years, and that sometimes you just are starving for closeness, mm-hmm. and you need, and sexual intimacy is probably a lot of times the fastest way to get there. If all other things are considered and you're in a good place and there's not trauma and there's not other reasons playing into why this, uh, now again, we keep talking about this sexual cold snap, but really this could happen because of you have just communication. Oh, you were talking about sexual cold snap. I was talking about, that's why I was like, why do you keep going back to sex? We're not very clear on this because I was just like I thought it was just cold snap in general. No, like, no, no. I, well, I, I keep using the same example throughout okay. this, but yeah, it is cold snap in general. Okay, I just making sure we're still on the same page. Yeah, no, uh, there's some tension. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> you're terrible. Hopefully, the listeners you're understand terrible. our sense of humor by now. Terrible. Uh, yeah, if this is your first episode listening. You may want to go back a few. Jumping on in. The, <laughs> Welcome. <yeah. laughs> So anyway, even if you're, if your communication's off or you've just had a fight for whatever reason, um, sometimes just reuniting yourselves, um, in this way mm-hmm. can be very, um, and powerful helpful and, and powerful. Helpful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I just think you said it's funny how you labeled it. Hug it out. I've got to hug it out. Hug it out. <laughs> just really vigorous hugging. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, these are just some things that have really kind of helped us through, um, those moments of just not being able to connect and communicate and just feeling, you know, isolated from each other or just having those inner dialogues, uh, with our spouse in our heads and they're actually not a part of it (laughs) that they know of. Um, but when we're able to kind of, you know, go do something fun that's out of the ordinary, um, or just laugh together Mm -hmm. or have sex. Like those are kind of some three basic things that really, uh, reconnect us and help us to, um, you know, love each other well and not be so quick to, Mm -hmm. to just respond, but to take that step back, walk through some of those things of, you know, trying to reconnect again. And then I feel like that puts us in a better place to be able to, like James one nineteen says, is to just let, every person be quick to hear it helps us to get into that better perspective of 
being quick to hear, being slow to speak, being slow to our anger because we've connected, some things have been filtered through, now we're able to deal with kind of some of these underlying mm. issues in a in a calmer, <clears throat> excuse me, more clear-headed way, Yeah, um, which I think it helps us not to hurt each other and wound each other so deeply, I think, in those moments because I think it can go either way depending on how you decide to like allow your self-control to which way to go like are we going to give into how we're feeling and just be colder and send those arrows you know straight over to you or are we going to have some self-control extend some grace in Mm. our minds to each other saying okay he may not be thinking about this the way i am maybe we need to maybe i need to just figure out god help me to figure out how to talk to him about these things Mm. because i feel like i'm feeling this but i don't know if he feels this and it kind of hurts that he doesn't feel this or he's not picking up on the things that i'm thrown down or whatever there's a verse that comes to mind as you're as I'm, I'm listening to you. It's Proverbs twelve eighteen. And this there's one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, mm-hmm. but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And so rash words, mm-hmm. things that you just say with the thing about words, it's like toothpaste. You you squeeze it out of the tube. There's no way you're getting it back mm-hmm. in there. We always say you can't unring that bell. Yeah. And so those rash words can can cause even more damage. Yeah. But a one who's wise. The tongue of the wise will bring healing. Mm. Um, and there's that's a theme throughout all of scripture and that our words are powerful. Mm-hmm. They can bring life or death and, and, and we, I, we can choose life or we can choose death. And so... And either choosing one of those is hard, I think. Be, I think a lot of your family of origins plays into this because if you grew up with words just kind of being thrown all over the place, I think words tend to not hold their weight mm. as much. At least I think that's been one of our struggles is that I feel like not to blame anybody in my family, but words were not the the weight of the word or the word spoken didn't seem as heavy to me. And so I would just throw things around and then you would be like in a downward spiral for three days. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, and you're like, cause you said this and I was like, yeah, but I didn't like really mean it. And you're like, well, then why did you say it? And I'm like, cause I was mad, you know? And so I think it's like, it's taking, yeah. I didn't put that much weight in it. It was just more me expressing and being flippant where it was crushing to you. And that's, that can be really difficult and just add to that season of being disconnected and having mm. not being able to, you know, snap out of it and connect with mm. each other. So hopefully this has been helpful. I think the key is to, okay, understand and, and recognize mm-hmm. these types of times in your marriage the when, seasons, the, when the yeah. cold snap yeah. is happening. And you know what I mean by cold snap, right? When you're it's like, I'm picturing yeah. a cabin in the woods and just, things are icy, just, things are bitter. It's like, boom, it, all of a sudden uh, Arctic wind comes in yeah. and it's, everything's cold and there's, you know, there's no heat in the house, mm-hmm. crops aren't growing. And so how do you break that ice? So you have to be able to identify when that actually happens right. and be mature enough to say, okay, this is happening. Yeah. It's time to start uh, m- making wise decisions to climb out of this. Now, another big caveat is that uh, if there's there's a legitimate hurt mm-hmm. that is bringing on your, your pain, mm-hmm. it's not, I wouldn't consider that a cold snap. I'd consider that a season of a season in your mm-hmm. marriage that it's, it's going to be a winter for a little while mm-hmm. to keep that analogy going. And you need to, uh, get help, right? Mm-hmm. Get help from your got from your community. My, like your, your people who know you, mm-hmm. your people who know your hurts, who know your marriage. If you don't have people that know you, mm-hmm. that's another conversation. Right. Living transparently cannot be replicated or replaced, yeah. uh, by any amount of, uh, 
counseling or listening to podcasts or just grinning and bearing it. You need to be known by, by other people who love you in light of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And so talk to those people, get help, get help from a counselor, from a pastor, mm-hmm. if there's um, really deep pain, right. um, whether it's from your past, from your family of origin, from you know maybe whatever other history you have, or if it's something that you've caused to each other mm-hmm. or has been caused to you. So I just want to make that that caveat. We're not trying to make light of bigger issues. They not mm-hmm. bigger issues will not just be solved by going on a fun road trip, laughing a lot, right. and having sex. Right. Okay, there there are bigger things that sometimes need to be worked out right. before. So before some I of hope those that distinction is clear. Yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> so so a challenge. Yeah. You got one? What you got? Well, I was going to say, <laughs> talk about this. Talk yeah. about what, what, yeah. what are some communication cold snaps you've had in the past? Again, we've used the example of sex throughout this, but really there's other issues. So talk about what this has looked like for you mm-hmm. and maybe talk about ways out of it in the future mm-hmm. as a couple. And sometimes um, tensions of just, I mean, the holidays are around us. Sometimes just the tensions of schedules. Maybe there's just not enough white space ooh. in your schedule to be able to have this time to communicate and reconnect. And if there's not, then maybe you need to take a bigger step back and say, okay, what are our daily and weekly rhythms looking like? Because if they're too busy and we aren't connecting, like, I don't, oh, that sounds so harsh, but like, it's not good stewardship. I'm just going to put that there. I don't feel like it's good stewardship to to, to constantly live in past your margins. And so you're talking about going to all these different like family events around the holidays yeah, at the expense and- of your... Well, nuclear family. Right. And I mean, that can be applied any time of year, you know, just over scheduling kids and yeah. small groups and all of those things. Um, when really, you know, God, we're, we are going to stand before God and he's going to ask us, well, we'll be held accountable for how we, you know, discipled our children and, and mm-hmm. stewarded our time. Yeah. Was it always, you know, I feel like God gives us wisdom in those, those instances, but I think it's just really important for us to have the time to be able to talk about mm-hmm. the things in our marriage because i think the biggest the biggest adversary is oh my just word being not having priorities just busy and, and distracted yes busy and distracted and we're all about intentionality and slowness well i mean if you're you're building a you're learning to love and you're building a relationship that will last until you die mm-hmm. it we need to spend time on it. You right. need to spend time talking and working on your relationship, not just living in it, but working on it in a in, right. because you love each other. Right. And I think uh, it's, it's funny how many couples will talk to and they're like, we haven't, we haven't really talked mm-hmm. at depth or at length for whatever reason. And usually it's either one spouse is trying and the other spouse isn't, mm-hmm. in, isn't engaging mm-hmm. or they're just both so distracted mm-hmm. or they just forgotten right. how to have a deep conversation. Many times, uh, and I'm just going to be honest. Many times it's very unfortunate, but a wife will reach out and say, my husband, I'm trying to get him to pray with me, but he won't. I'm trying to get him to read scripture with me, but he won't. He just laughs it off and says, that's that's stupid or whatever. Or I'm trying to get him to talk talk with me, but he's just, he's always too tired because he works. And and so a lot of times a wife will either, um, she'll get, the wives will get desperate, of course, but out of, out of desperation, they'll either stop trying Right. Or they'll just they'll somehow um, justify it. They'll mm-hmm. say, oh, he's been working so hard. You mm-hmm. know, he's trying to provide for us and I, I just need to understand. So they'll enable it. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is in 10 years, you're not going to be mm-hmm. you're going to be functionally married, but not but not in union at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And so and so you like that needs to be worked <clears throat> through. And so anyway, we're getting into deeper stuff now. Mm-hmm 
a cold snap that maybe lasts too long and what right. it'll end up killing everything. Right, right. And so y- you need to really <laughs> thaw that sucker <laughs> mm-hmm. and and let life come back. Mm-hmm. And that takes two. Right. And sometimes there needs to be um, help to, in order to get both of you engaged. So. Right. Right. Yeah. God so, is so faithful <clears throat> and his word is true and good. And there's so many verses, so many passages, so many ways that we can look into the Bible and see Jesus and see how he um, re- reconciles us back to himself mm-hmm. and breaks those cold snaps and, and disconnections between him and his people because we, we forget and we need to be reminded of mm-hmm. the gospel in so many ways, especially <clears throat> excuse me, with our spouse and when the feelings aren't there, are we still going to pursue that, uh, that warm weather? Yeah. So I, I want to take a moment and talk about our latest books because I think they are very helpful. This is a resource that's available to you, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're feeling like, okay, we're frozen over and I can't seem to find a way forward. This will at least take you to the feet of mm-hmm. the cross mm-hmm. and talking to God and praying scripture over your spouse. So we wrote these books two books, 40 Prayers for My Wife and 40 Prayers for My Husband. You can get all the information for them at 40prayers.com. But basically, it's it's 40 days of praying specific scripture over different topics uh, as it involves your marriage, as it mm-hmm. involves your wife or your husband. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, there's uh, day 12. I'm just going to read uh, an excerpt from the, the book that I wrote for husbands to pray over their wives. Day 12, for emotional safety and vulnerability. It's all based on this scripture, 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. So I just start out like this. God, you are the great designer. Every facet of creation emanates your glory from the furthest star to the smallest neuron firing in my mind. You've designed every particle masterfully. Of all your creation, I can only perceive and appreciate a small portion. And what I do manage to grasp, I grasp inadequately. Father, I rest in your sovereignty and find great comfort in your constant care over all you've made, including my beautiful bride. Psalm 104. You've designed my wife very well, intricately and with great complexity. Help me to appreciate every facet of the woman you've given me and grant me discernment to know uh, on how to better encourage her. God, if I'm honest, sometimes one of the hardest parts of my life of my wife to understand is her emotions. We just, we're just wired differently. Yet I know you've created her exactly as you have with your divine purposes in mind, please give me an extraordinary understanding and perception of her emotions and graciously use me to contribute to her emotional health. And so it goes on and talks about um, feeling vulnerable with other people um, and just thanking God for um, the times when we've felt vulnerable together and we've connected emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's another day 17 for freedom to forgive uh, day 19, give her confidence in our covenant um, Again, These are good. These are good ones. Day 36, <laughs> that she would be fruitful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bear that fruit, girl. Bear that fruit, boy. <laughs> yeah, no, and some, you know, some of the titles for the men's just to give some wife perspective is, um, you know, day three is praying for a community of brothers uh, to be able for him to lock arms with, with a good uh, hmm, Christ-centered good. men, <clears throat> um, that he would... Uh, be a warrior that he would find renewed hope uh, for his soul to find rest for joy to be redeemed in his life for contentment in our finances um, for wonder in the wild and as he runs his race just praying for you know him to run it well Um, one of the ones that really resonated with me real quick is just for assurance in purpose Um, Mm. because I think at least with you and sometimes there's 
I think you can question your purpose and why yeah. are you doing what you're doing all the time and Never. it can feel it can feel very mundane and so I just pray that you know God's higher perspective and God's purpose would uh, really like pierce your heart and it would be a very tangible very mm. um, helpful uh, clarifying um, I felt that Pete yeah okay I have felt that where I get kind of it's just you calibrate, right? You realize what matters. Mm -hmm. The big things are the big things. God is the thing that matters, not, you know, mm -hmm. not me mm -hmm. and it, not my ambition, but it's his sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And so your prayers, I mean, I'm telling you, this isn't just a sales pitch, you guys. When we've started praying like these things over each other, I can, f it's like God is, he's always at work, right? Right. But there's something so powerful about a specific scripture centered yeah. response yeah. to God's word. On behalf of one you love, especially the one that you're in God-centered covenant with, right. Christ-centered covenant with. And so if you're in one of these cold snaps, mm -hmm. pray. Yeah. And and, and all, all I'm saying here is that these books have been so transformational for <clears throat> us writing them. Um, they well, came and they've, out... they've been convicting too because I feel, like, I feel like prayer is kind of this like river <laughs> that is just always flowing. And when I jump into it. It's it washes me over and I'm like, why wasn't I in this sooner? This why wasn't so I doing this yeah. quicker? And why wasn't I intentionally jumping in the river all the time, so every good. day? Like God's like, it's flowing and you come, 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 come. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. And so many times people are like, I just want God to speak into my marriage. I want, I want to hear God's and voice. And here's this raging river over here that's I, like, jump in me. <laughs> and I love this. I love this thought. I can't remember who said it, but it said, if you want to hear, if you want to hear from God, read the Bible. If you want to hear God's audible voice, read the Bible out loud. <laughs> and that's what these prayers are. So they're, good. they're all written around mm -hmm. scripture. Mm -hmm. So we're not just praying arbitrary, uh, just these vapid prayers, right. but we're praying based on what we're responding to God's word right. as it pertains to life, godliness, wisdom, mm -hmm. being married, right. all that good stuff. And taking it into context of what the verse is saying and where it's coming from, not just grabbing verses out of the air. But I feel like we did some research on yes. more research on, you know, not just proof texting these verses, but okay, here's yeah. what the, here's what was being taught around yeah. this. And these are the the areas that it's addressing. Um, a lot of people, it's so good. Yeah. We've, we try to be faithful to what the text is actually trying to mm -hmm. say, not what we want it to say. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have asked also this question, why, why 40 days? Why not? 28 days, four weeks, or why not 30 days for a month or whatever. And the reason we did 40 days is primarily because research shows it takes between four and eight weeks, a big, big span, but between four and eight weeks to build a lasting habit in your life. Mm -hmm. So there's that kind of the science side of it, the psychological habit forming side of it. But there's also, there's something special about the the number 40. Not right. that we're big, like biblical numerologists, that, <laughs> that they're just these magical numbers. Right. But in the Bible, you see the theme. And whenever you see a theme in the Bible, I think we're in a good place. So again, the number, so just as an example, uh, Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. That's in Exodus 24. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the desert being tested, Matthew 4. There are 40 days between Jesus' resurrection and his ascension. That's Acts 1. Mm -hmm. And there's also a number of other occurrences. Uh, I think there's one um, with Noah as well. Mm -hmm. I think it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Mm -hmm. um, and so, You think or you know. I always get it mixed up. Did it rain and then It says it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Okay. And then he was in the boat. I used to always yes. think he was in the boat for 40 days and 40 no. nights. But he was in the boat for like a year. Who are you? Do you even I know don't even the Bible? Read. That's, that's, like, that's like deep tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just need to go back and learn the actual... I, 
I have a misconception uh, from my childhood, so don't blame me. <laughs> All right. Blame your parents. Right? So again, we don't we don't want to place too much emphasis on that, but there's not some sort of hidden meaning or secret unlocked by this number forty. Um, but it's a sweet reminder of God's grace, I think, mm-hmm. and His sovereignty. I agree. I agree. And so, anyway, forty days, uh, forty prayers for my wife, forty prayers for my husband. Uh, those resources <clears throat> are officially available. We have been in pre-order for like two months. Oh yeah! And now we actually have them. There's pallets of books. Mm-hmm. I've lifted almost. I lifted every pallet with You're the so with the pallet jack. Oh. Two thousand pounds apiece. <laughs> <laughs> that was a misleading conversation. I lifted it with the pallet. I with the lifted pallet it, two thousand pounds uh, with the pallet yeah. <laughs> lifter. So All right. anyway, 40prayers.com, you can get those. I'm going to, do you want to pray this out? Go ahead. Okay. You seem like you're on a roll. I'm just jazzed. Roll We're gonna with go. it. Lord, thank you for this time. Father, I pray that whatever um, couples are listening to this, the husband or the wife listening to this, um, if they're going through a cold snap in their marriage, I pray that you would faithfully um, encourage them by your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, convict and encourage uh, to see it. Um, and with your eyes, see their spouse with your eyes mm-hmm. as the gift that you've given them. And I pray that you would help them uh, find their way out of that and mm-hmm. to communicate and break that cold snap and get back into a place of <clears throat> healthy communication, healthy uh, emotional, physical yeah. intimacy with each other. God, I pray for the marriages listening to this, that you continue to bless them, that you would um, that you would give the, make them fruitful in their community, make them fruitful as they disciple each other, disciple their children, and work in the community, whether it's their church community, their neighborhood. I pray that you just make them fruitful, Lord, and, and wherever they're at, mm-hmm. and fill them with joy and fill them with your everlasting hope, mm-hmm. always, always based on your work, Jesus, and not our own. Mm-hmm. We love you so much. Um, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. All right, friends, this episode is... In the can. All right, we will see you in seven days, maybe sooner. We might do a Q&A. Probably not. We'll see. <laughs> we have to go to Colorado next week. That's right. Oh, yeah. We're going to be on Focus on the Family. Yeah. We don't know when the air date is. I think it's we, they usually interview people a couple months in advance. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be doing two interviews, I think. One on the pod, one on the podcast, and then one... It's supposed to be a TV one. There's a radio one, a podcast one, and then a TV oh, one. Oh, there's three. Yeah. They're wow. going to put us to work. They're going to put us to work. So anyway, we're going to have a lot of fun. We'll keep you posted on that. Pray but we also us. get to see our good friends, Brian and, and Suzanne. I've never met Suzanne, but she feels like a good friend. Yes, same. Brian's Agreed. awesome. You never met Brian. I've met Brian. When did you meet Brian? You've not met Brian. I've not met him in person. <laughs> oh, Brian's, man. Brian's our literary agent slash really good friend. I feel like I've met him. Anyways, they feel like great friends. We're going to spend three nights at their house so they're going to get sick of us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not three that Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. We'll see you in seven days. And until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.